How do you accept your reality without becoming a victim to it? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. This is a mindset in real time episode, my friends. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And usually I say to you that I am in it with you, that I've got your back and you've got this. But for this episode, my friends, you're in it with me. And I really hope you'll have my back as I share a more personal story. I think the personal development space and the leaders in the personal development space sometimes can give off the right, the wrong message. I think, and this is feedback I've certainly gotten myself, but this idea that sometimes we're told we make it seem so easy, or it seems as though life was never hard for us, and it seems that we always have the answers. And I know that that sometimes is a perception that people have of me. And I recognize that a change in the tone of the letters um, for 20, um, you know, the second half of 2018 compared to the letters I was getting towards the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018, because in, at the end of 2017, in the beginning of 20. 18, all of you who were longtime listeners of the show heard my journey of moving cross country with my husband from Boston to California. And you heard about the struggles and the difficulties and the tension and how much fear I carried about it. And then you also got to hear the happy ending. And so now that we've been in this happy ending to this particular chapter for a while, I'm starting to get more letters from people telling me I make it sound so easy. My life has never been hard, etc, etc. I don't think that's entirely true. I do feel like when I've had tough things happen or when I've been working through things, I've talked about it on the show, but no, nothing. I haven't had anything of significance of, you know, sort of intense emotional reactivity, if you will, in a while. It's been a really good year. And I've said it to people that 2018 really was my best year ever in terms of um, life fulfillment and happiness. Um, But I'm in a little bit of a something now. And it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, It started to feel like the worst thing in the world at first. But I started to experience, um, and I haven't gotten this officially diagnosed by a doctor, but I am P.S. married to a doctor. So I do get the inside track. But over the past several months, I have started to notice what very much seems to be the beginning stages of arthritis. Um, My hands hurt in the morning. Um, My ankles, when I first get out of bed, feel like I can't walk very well. Um, It feels like I could easily roll an ankle. Um, And if you know me and have been listening to the show, you know that I define myself by being a morning person. I am the person who super annoyingly can like wake up, get out of bed and be talking to you like I am on the mic right now. So it is not anything familiar to me to need or want or desire a slow start in the mornings. And I started to notice recently that when I was doing my morning workouts, that anytime I was doing kind of lateral footwork or anything that was, you know, kind of like quick footed, a quick footed movement, that's a really awful descriptor, but hopefully you know what I'm talking about. It suddenly felt like my ankle could roll. And I started to realize that my jewelry wasn't fitting, my hands were swollen, my knuckles were starting to ache in my hands and just recognizing that, you know, in addition to all the other beginning signs of aging that I started to experience, like this is what was coming after me next. And my first reaction 
was just to cry, um, to say like, well, what am I going to do? Like I'm a morning person. Like I don't want to start my mornings with pain and I don't want to have to take 15 to 20 minutes to stretch or to do a warm compress or to do this. Like I don't want to lose my morning workouts. I don't want to lose my morning routine. And this, that sense of like quick panic of like, oh my God, something bad's going to happen. Oh my gosh, this is going to require another change. I'm not going to get to be me. I'm not going to get to do it my way. And that sense of a lot of control quickly started to take over. It's only been a couple of weeks that I've even been able to have this conversation with myself. So you were getting this conversation in as real time as um, my bravery and courage can allow, really. I just, I went to that hopeless place so quickly and then connected to it. I immediately started to think about how little I knew when I really thought I knew everything. Because when I was a therapist back in Massachusetts, sitting with people, they would come in and they'd be crying and feeling the pains of the onset of the aging process. And I really thought I understood it because I'm married to somebody with a disability. His body has, has not worked the way it's supposed to since 2005. He requires a wheelchair. And now that he's getting older and has been in the chair for over 10 years, he's starting to see the the tendonitis and the different things peaking in his shoulders and his movement is harder and his transfers are harder. So I thought I understood aging. I've experienced it in my own body. I've needed to go to the doctors more and I've been on it and taking care of it. And I've been really super committed to working out a health regime here for myself in California. Admittedly, it's been spotty. Um, it's harder, as you might know, to lose weight once you pass that 40 mark. And suddenly it starts to feel a little bit more um, hopeless. Um, you have to work harder to get less results, etc., etc. So I had been already preparing. Like there was a little bit of a runway. I was already in the mindset of like, if this is happening, this is what I'm going to do to control it. And I'm going to continue my workouts. I'm going to continue taking care of myself. I'm going to pay better attention to my diet. I'm going to recognize that even though I've never been super cuckoo and wildly extravagant with my diet, I'm probably at the age now where I need to slow it down even more. So I had, I had prepared myself, but nothing had really prepared me for when my body didn't move the way I was accustomed to it moving. And my eyes just kind of fill with tears even as I talk. Even when I know that this is still so largely a first world problem. Because when I tell you my ankle's fine within 15 to 20 minutes of getting up, my ankle is fine within 15 minutes of getting up. But this idea that suddenly I need to stretch it a little bit. Suddenly to start my day with even a tinge of pain compared to the like up and at him, get out of bed, talk till everybody is annoyed as piss at you. Like it started to feel like an additional layer, an additional loss of control. And what it really started to feel like when I peeled the onion and I peeled the layers and I really started to think about the emotional reaction I was having, because I tell you, as it occurred to me, quickly started to cry, it's this loss of identity, not just the loss of control, but the loss of who I am and how I move through the world. There's suddenly something in my way. Um, and I noticed when this first started, there were two mornings in a row where I nearly didn't get out of bed 
bed um, to do the workout where I was going to like just stay in bed because what's the point? And I did talk myself out of it. And to this day, I've yet to not, you know, get out of bed and work out anyway. But that sudden instinct to give in to the victimhood to give in to the, well, what's the point? Not only is my metabolism slowing now, but now my ankle isn't going to work. And, you know, with a husband who's disabled, I can't afford to be injured. And that is always, honestly, like something in the back of my mind is I don't get to take risks with my body because I am too needed in this relationship. <laughs> like we can't have gimpy and gimpy or it just, it won't work. It won't function. So suddenly it started to be like, I have to play it safe or I can't do what I want. I'm going to have to compromise. And when you look at the, that, that sort of pile of stuff, I quickly went there. And in a way that if any of my clients did it, obviously I'd validate it. I don't think anybody listening to this is going to think that there's no reason for me to feel that way. But it's also not the freaking end of the world and there are things to do about it. So I thought I would share with you how I am coming to work through this. And I know that I am only at the beginning of this process because P.S. I haven't even gotten it officially diagnosed yet. I haven't even gone to the doctor I've just gone to my husband doctor, <laughs> who's a rehab doctor. He knows a lot about aging bodies. So I know that I've only just begun and that this is only just the beginning. And to start the journey with tears and to start the journey with a sense of helplessness, I think is important. Um, it's not something that I beat myself up about. It's not something that I, you know, sort of trip up about because I do think that when our reality is creating a reaction in us. We have to allow ourselves that reaction. We have to give ourselves permission to have it. We have to recognize how it's affecting us, the thoughts attached to it, and then decide for ourselves what we want to do about it. So often the personal development space will tell you to be positive, to focus on how your body can move, to focus on what is possible and where you do have control. And those are important conversations. And I promise promise you I've been having them with myself, but I also don't think we can skip the hard parts because if we skip the hard parts, if we just go, oh, this is just an annoying thing. I'm not going to deal with it right now. I'm just going to work out. I'm just going to do my best. We're at risk of never making the doctor's appointment. We're at risk of never seeing what we need to do differently or any supplements we need to add to take care of our body. We are at risk of not making good decisions if we don't take what's going on for us seriously. And when I say this, I am not just talking about physical ailments. We all have emotional ailments. We all have things that we trip up against and things we bump up against, and we are going to be challenged. And we have to think about how we think about these things. It's super important and we don't get anywhere if we don't first validate that it's happening and that it sucks and that it hurts. And no, it's not the end of the world and it's not even close to the worst thing that's ever happened in my life because when your boyfriend gets hit by a bus, you have new definitions of the worst thing that could possibly happen. But it is a thing. It is hard. It is sucky. Um, and I spent some time acknowledging that. I didn't stay there and I didn't stay there because I didn't want to become somebody who suddenly used this small, slightly insignificant thing as a reason to not move, to not act, and to not be myself. 
it's so easy to do. I saw it happen. I saw it just so quickly. Like, cause if I were to tell you my pain scale, I would tell you that I'm maybe at a one or two in the mornings that it's a little bit tight. It's a little bit stiff, but within 15 minutes it's gone. So there's nothing, you know, per se to complain about, but it's not about what I'm currently dealing with that creates that reality and it creates that reaction. It's the, the fear over what's going to come next. If this is just the beginning, how else am I going to be challenged? How else am I going to be called to move differently and to compromise and to change my morning routine? That's what's creating the re- the reaction in you. It's not just what you're dealing with. Because I think what happens is we all have that like, oh, this is a first world problem reaction. We all have this tendency to want to push it aside and to not pay attention to it. But what I actually am challenging you guys to do is to join me in a conversation with yourselves of how do I not make my reality my excuse? Because your reality is not an excuse. My reality is not an excuse. It doesn't give me a free pass to just stop taking care of my body, to not try just because it's harder, just because I've lost some control. It is my job and it is my responsibility to decide as somebody who seems to be what feels like rapidly aging, um, who do I want to be and how do I want to move through the world? Some of this means acknowledging tough feelings, feeling, you know, upset and resentful that I took really good care of my body. I worked out really long and hard and I lost 50 pounds several years ago and I went to the gym six days a week and there were days that I exercised twice in a single day because I was so into the gym that I was going to and the friends I was making there and all of that. And to like, I thought I sort of built an insurance policy for myself, right? Like I thought that this is how I'm going to be able to take care of my aging husband and his needs because he's the same age as my, as I am, but with his half his body already broken, like we need to sort of preserve things and we need to think about things. And what I really had to come down to is own my reality is not my excuse, but I do need to accept it. And I need to plan for it. So how can I control it? And one of the things I started to try was, okay, if I know that this is going to happen, I know that my fingers are going to be tight. So doing things like push-ups and anything with a hand weight and, you know, the burpees and the mountain climbers that I like to do and all the different high-intensity workouts, like I can't do that until I'm 15 minutes into my day. So at first I got up in the morning and I just started with the stretching. I started moving the wrists and I started moving the ankles and the up and the down and around and all of that and getting my body ready to move without doing what I had been, which I think is probably shocking the system, right? Like getting out of bed and still working out, even though my ankle felt kind of weird or blowing it off and saying, well, that's weird. Like maybe I jumped too high or too hard yesterday. Maybe I did something without caring for it. And so I did that for a little bit. And then ultimately what I realized, because I might have a couple of control issues with my routine and my schedule and the way I like to move through the world, is those 15 minutes were becoming 20 minutes, but also to just extending the start of my day. I like to get my workout in, be showered and have my coffee and start my day and be ready for it by 8 a.m. and getting up 
Um, and adding the 20 minutes, suddenly it was 8.30, quarter to nine by the time I was starting my day, it wasn't working for me. So what I quickly did is decided I need to start getting up 15 minutes early. That if I am going to have to start my day, you know, extend the start of my day basically because I need to stretch and move and get my body accustomed to it, that that's what I need to do. But how can I do that without making it suck? Because I do think sometimes when we're adapting and we're conceding control and we're sort of recognizing that things need to be differently, that we go into this martyr-like complex where, oh, it's so hard. Like, okay, I'll just get up 15 minutes early. Okay, you know, woe is me. And what I ultimately decided is that I, do, I still want to start my day positively, even if my reality is going to come with a twinge of discomfort because I need to start getting ready for those twinges to be worse or to potentially be worse. Again, I know you're all yelling at me. I haven't gone to the doctor yet. I haven't been diagnosed, but I decided like, how can I make this pleasant? Like, what can I do if this actually needs to happen? And the reality is, my friends, is I live in sunny Southern California. Um, And pretty soon I am going to be in a lovely remodeled home with a beautiful yard that I'll be able to start my days in. Um, But for right now, I'm in a temporary apartment that still has a really nice landscaped yard. So I can get my body used to moving by going for a quick walk when nobody else is awake. I'm enjoying the flowers and the morning light. And um, and I tried that. I did that for a couple of mornings and um, I decided I didn't like it. <laughs> I decided I didn't like leaving my house. But what I want you to see is that I didn't just make this commitment and go like, okay, like I'm doing nothing. I'm going, I'm staying in bed and my hand is going to be on my forehead and I'm going to be a victim five times over, right? Um, And then I didn't ignore it. I tried my first thing of, um, you know, getting up and stretching, realizing I didn't like the ex- how it was extending my day. Um, and then I try making the most of it and putting on my positive pants and going outside and enjoying morning light. And I just realized like, nope, not really me. I'm not comfortable being outside in my pajamas. Nope, I, I'm not ready to face the outside world at that time of day. So then that led me to the third thing I tried, which is getting up early, sort of enjoying the quiet of the moment, the mo- like the, let me start that one over, enjoying the quiet of the morning and just gently stretching with some guided sort of meditation that I found on YouTube to add 15 minutes to my morning routine in a way that still feels like it's my control. I want I wanted to share this with you, um, not because you could see like, oh, look at me, like I'm just rallying, like go me. I wanted you to see the process because I think when we look in the personal development space, you hear falling, getting back up, failing, trying again, being knocked down, starting over, and nobody really talks about the steps. And, you know, I saw something the other day that quickly inspired me and then quickly pissed me me off that the first time something happens it's an accident the second time something happens it's a decision and I think it's a Seth Godin quote I'm not positive but um 
and at first I was like, yeah, like that's it. He nailed it. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, (laughs) because I've been getting it wrong a couple of times. I keep trying. I keep going for it, but I haven't found the answer. And I think that's what it means when Brene Brown tells us we have to get in the arena, my friends. We have to be in the rumble that figuring out what's going to change, how it's going to change. It's going to hurt sometimes. And we have to acknowledge that hurt and we have to wrestle with the hurt. We have to accept that like, yes, it's not the worst thing in the world, but for right now it's happening to us and we need to respond to it. Figuring out where in our reality we have control so that it doesn't become our excuse that we start to say, given that this is happening to me, what can I do? What is my responsibility? And then we go back to the core exercise that I talk about repeatedly on the show, getting crystal clear on who we want to be on the life we want to have and the business we want to run, recognizing what our non-negotiables are. And for me, one of my non-negotiables is I have to pay attention to my body being tighter and stiffer and sore in the morning. I can't pretend it's not true. I can't ignore it, but I still want to work out in the mornings. I still want to start my morning positively. I still want to, you know, bring energy into my day. So given that I want to move and exercise really hard and take care of my body and given that my body is stiff in the morning, what do I need to do? And then we go because that process is almost like a GPS. So your destination, you're crystal clear on who you want to be, the life you want to have, the business you want to run. And then you're going to say, but I don't want to pay this toll. And I don't want to sit in traffic. And so you're going to enter those non-negotiables and then you press go and you figure out a way to get to your destination by tuning in to the obstacles, not pretending them away, not negotiating them away and not stopping because they're there, paying attention to them, acknowledging them and deciding a new course of action. I am going to be in this. I will keep talking about it as it seems relevant. I know that, (laughs) I know I'm going to get the letters. I know I need to go to a doctor. I know I need to pay attention to these things. I assure you that I will. And as I learn things about myself and the process, I will continue to share them with you. I hope this gives you a little bit of a roadmap for how to manage some of your tough realities. Share your stories. Ask me for my two cents. Join me in the conversation. You can find me over at heather at heathergrayconsulting.com. Thank you so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.